Welcome to Curated by Culture. I'm your curator, Cassandra. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, week after week, I'm always going to start with the same thank you. I know you could be doing something else for the next 20, 25 minutes. But here you are with me to listen to me ramble about whatever is on my mind. Um, so I appreciate it. You guys, my daughter's graduating college in a couple of weeks. And I am ridiculously proud of the woman that I raised. I know. And if you follow me on my personal Instagram, I probably talk about that all the time, but I'm so proud of who she's become. Um, I feel like I understood the assignment. (laughs) I took it very seriously and, um, you know, here we are. And now she's graduating and she's going to start her life in, she's going to start her post-college life living in Virginia on her own and working in her field and um I'm really proud and I'm excited but it it you know conversations that I've I've had surrounding graduation cuz everybody's like are you going to be okay cuz you know a lot of people know how obsessed I am with my daughter everyone's like are you going to be okay <laughs> things like that and I'm like I am going to be okay because I know who I raised I raised a good human being and I think that's what's most important is who are we raising and this is important a lot I mean, mostly because, and I'm not saying that we weren't raised right, but you know, I've always talked about this. Like our parents were acting out of a deficit. Like they had, they had the, 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 the breaks, whatever you want to say, stacked against them. Everything was stacked against them. Like, and again, we're not monolithic and blah, blah, blah. But especially for black people in this country, especially for even immigrants in this country, like my parents were immigrants to this country and you know, the odds were stacked against them. Everything, everything was stacked. So they did the best that they could. And I can honestly say, though, my parents raised me to like know right from wrong and cooking. The, the streets also raised me, right? <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest. I'm from Brooklyn. I've lived in Newark. Like, the streets also raised me a lot. Um, I can say that the streets didn't raise my daughter. I can say that I raised my daughter. But, you know, she's got her, her book smart and she got her common sense and she's also got her street smart. So I'm proud of her. But it 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 it's um part of a series of conversations that I've had with a lot of people, my sisters, my friends with kids, even my friends without kids, because we were always talking about how how much and I've I've talked about it on the on the podcast, like how important those those years are, like childhood years, like how they kind of shape and mold us, right? Like those things shape and mold who we become and how we act and who we're out in the world. But um, it led me to to thinking about, like, as parents, when we know right from wrong, it is literally our responsibility to teach our children right from wrong. Not, not, not become accomplices to their wrongs. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever watched. Is it, I think it's on Amazon. No, it's not. Is it on? It's on Prime, not Amazon. On Amazon Prime, um, there's a movie called The Lie, where... I don't want to tell everybody's story, but it's about this young girl who who killed her friend, allegedly, and she tells her parents. And pretty much you watch her parents squirm and lie and lie and lie, only to find out she didn't actually kill her friend. Her friend just wanted to hang out with the boyfriend. But the parents, in turn, lied to the police, killed somebody. Like, it's wild. And I remember watching this movie thinking to myself, 
what's going on here? <laughs> like, when did the parents stop? So now it also led me to thinking of a few things. I don't know if you guys remember that that kid junior that was like killed in the Bronx a few years ago. I think it was the Bronx or Manhattan or wherever it was. And how one of the guys who did it was trying to flee to go back to the Dominican Republic and his mom called the cops. And there was so much controversy about that. Like people were like, how could his mom's rat, rat him out? And I'm like, how could she not? Like, I'm not raising a killer. I'm not raising a thief. I'm not raising a liar. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell on you. Oh my God. And I hope my nephew doesn't listen to this, but, um, and he doesn't because he's younger and he can care less about my podcast, but his siblings will. So please don't tell him you guys, but I was in the car with my sister one day recently and she, she was like, I'm not going to say his name, but he was cheating on his girlfriend. I was like, well, what are you going to say about that? She was like, it's none of my business. At first she said that, but then I was like, it's absolutely your business. It is your business to teach him right from wrong. Are you raising him to be that kind of man who just, are you, are you that kind of mom? Ask yourself that. Would you, would you tell on your children if they do wrong? I always ask people that. And a lot of times people are like, I don't know. It depends. It absolutely does not depend for me. Like I am not raising anybody to think that that's okay. That I'm just going to turn another cheek, turn, turn the other cheek. This is our job. This is the job. First and foremost, let's understand that children do not belong to us. They belong to God. We are all God's children. So they pass through us. God has given us the responsibility to provide them with love. Love them as I have loved you is literally the goal with children. And a lot of times I get it. Like it's not parents who raise them. And it's like, it takes a village. It really does take a a village to raise children. There's so much love and nurturing and guidance and attention and so many things that children need that if we're not as adults who know better doing this, then what are we doing? And yes, it takes a village. And yes, we should all be doing it. We should all, I've chipped in on helping so many other people's children just get a better path, find a better foot, find a better way. Like I understand things happen and I don't think anyone's perfect. But I think as adults, and this is for the adults mostly, <laughs> I think as adults, if you know better, you must do better and you must teach your children to do better. Did anybody ever, does anybody remember, I'm, I'm saying this like you guys are going to talk back to me. I don't know if any of you remember um, the story of, uh, the, I think his name was Conrad something, but I remember her name was Michelle Carter. Conrad was like suicidal. He was a a teenage boy. He was like suicidal. And he was dating this girl who was like, also not mentally right, obviously, but he had gone to kill himself one night and he was suffering. He was going to suffocate himself or sit in the car, whatever it was. And he was texting her throughout the process. And she was like, do it. You should do it. You should do it. She was like, you should absolutely do it. He went and he was doing it. And then he was about to stop. And he got, this is a true story. He got out of the car and said, I can't do it. And she said, get back in there and finish your job. Like what? And so her parents knowing this kind of her, I think her mom tried to cover it up. But I remember asking people, like, what would you do if that was your child? Like, would you tell on them? And I absolutely would tell. And she absolutely was an accomplice to that boy killing himself. I think I think the dad was, like, anti the situation. He was like, uh, she sounds crazy or something. Like, I don't remember the story. But Michelle Carter, I think there's supposed to be a show 
coming out about it, like the girl from Plainville or something like that. Um, but it is completely our responsibilities as parents, as caregivers, as providers to to teach our children right from wrong. And yes, I get that they're going to learn stuff from the streets. I get that they're going to get stuff from their friends. I think we talked about this on an episode, the episode about music. It was myself and Vertical Jones. Um, we talked about how kids are exposed to like so much sexuality. Sometimes it comes from the home, but a lot of times it comes from the streets. You know, and knowing these things and knowing how we were raised and what we went through, wouldn't you want better for your kids? Don't you want your kids to to to, to have a better grasp on life, <laughs> a better start to their futures? Teaching them right from wrong is so key. Like, if he, if if I had a son and he was trying to just like mess around with random girls, I'm sorry, I'm not the one. I'm a woman first and foremost. Like, hello. Well, I wouldn't want anybody to do that to me. So I wouldn't want that to any anybody. I wouldn't want my son to do that to somebody else's daughter. Why is it so like hard to grasp? That? Like it's so it's so elementary, but men, that's what you guys do. Like. Again, going to another point, I think off topic, and I don't even know what the topic is here today, but <laughs> like when men say things like, I'm going to keep my daughter away from these young boys. Why? Because these young boys are like how you were. So you know right from wrong. Why don't you teach these young boys how to control themselves, how to like be respectful towards women? And that comes from how you treat women yourself, right? So if you're a father and you have sons, and or you you are or aren't married to their mom, but how do you treat them? Because that's how young boys will treat their wives, their girlfriends, their future whatevers. And I hate that it's so easy when parents aren't together for everybody to be bashing each other. Like that's such an awful learned behavior. That's something that was passed on and passed on and passed on. And you have people who don't even know why they can't stand each other who have ch- children together. What is that about? Like, And listen, I'm the type of person that wants to see good in the world. So maybe I am uh, naive or maybe I'm a weirdo in the way I think. But I believe that however we lay down to make this child, we should be civil enough to help raise, I mean, to raise this child together. Like, my daughter's father didn't really raise her, but I never had issue with this man. Like, if he wanted to see her, I'm like, sure, you know? Like, no problem. I never was nasty to him. I never kept him from seeing her. I never took him for child support either, but that's a whole different story. That's a topic for somebody else, and I'm not the one. Um, But, like, if we understand how much damage we do to children... When we are in living in homes in bad situations or whatever the case might be, these are the most impressionable years of their lives. They see everything. This will either make them or break them. This will either turn them into good, loving people or hardcore criminals. Understanding that, we should all be going home living in our homes in peace and harmony and hoping for a better tomorrow, right? All this violence, like you're always like, if you, do you watch the news and think you're like, oh my God, there's so much violence. 
in Philly, in this place or in that place. It's like all this violence. Where do you think this stuff stems from? Young people being exposed to harsh things that literally destroys them. And they become hardcore criminals. If your parents who can't, if you're two people who are married and you have children and you are constantly yelling and arguing and screaming, you are doing your children such a huge disservice. They do not know what love is because they don't see love in the home. And yes, sure, you can love them individually and together as parents, but all of that arguing and carrying on and family secrets and all that stuff weighs on children. And we don't even realize that. We don't realize how much harm we're doing doing to children. If you stop and you think about your own childhood and did your parents argue and fight, how do you treat people now? How do you perceive love now? What is your trauma? It might stem from that. It might not. I'm just saying. There's a lot of people listening. So maybe somebody this resonates with, maybe not. but Or maybe you know somebody it resonates with. But it really is... It's an eye-opener for for some people. Like, it seems so obvious, and I say this all the time, it seems so obvious, but it's not that obvious. I have, I know people who, like, are, I know married couples. The wives are miserable, the husbands are miserable, but they live in a house. And sure, on the surface, their children are laughing, and sure, they take their kids to do things, and their family vacation, this and that, but they're miserable. And the kids aren't happy children. And they're not they're not just able to just be kids either. Because they have to kind of take on their parents' stress and burden too, right? Think about hearing your parents arguing or something and how you were like hiding in the room. Or if you were the older sibling, like taking taking the you know, your younger sibling someplace so they didn't have to hear it, or whatever the case might be. Like I'm just thinking about different situations where these things might apply, but it, it it's it's more harm than good when we do these things, and I think that comes from a lack of communication. Adults, it's a serious lack of communication. Oops, sorry. Listen, I used to edit things. Now I drop. I'm not even editing anymore. Y'all just getting all the bloopers. Um, but yeah, I think that's a job. Parents, children pass through us. It is our job. To yes, we should give them a roof over their heads and food and clothes and all that stuff. Yes, but it is our our actual job to love them, to show them love, to teach them how to love. I have no doubt in the woman that I raise. Like I know who she is. I know who she will become because I raised her to be all these things: kind, honest. Like integrity matters the most to me. I care less how people think I am, but I know who I am. You know what I mean? So I'm fine with that. But I don't even know what this episode is about. (laughs) I randomly got on this topic and I kind of went everywhere. And I'm sorry. I might just be rambling. Or maybe I'm not. Who knows? Um, But I have a a hot topic, I guess. Um, And that was it. I mean, that's part. That might be part two. So... For those of you that know, I used to have another podcast, and I think the very last episode that I did on that podcast was called Parents Just Don't Understand, and it was actually an episode with my daughter, 
where we just talked about, you know, some of um, some of our growing pains as she got older and she became herself and, you know, just the two of us. But it was a really good episode. And if I can find the link, I'll share it with you guys. But um, this might be part of that, too. Like parents just don't understand. Like we, we need to understand as parents when we're harming our children and, you know, how to fix it. You can self-correct. Like we can self-correct at any time. And and fix it and have open conversations. Like if you if you guys wow, I thought I was done with this topic, but I wasn't. If you if you if you have if you know that things have happened to your children in their childhood years, have a conversation with them about it, about how it affected them, what it did to them, how they feel about it. Make sure you let it out because children hold on to that pain. And that's what happens. That's the trauma that that takes you into adulthood. It's important to have those conversations with them too when they're young, if you can. You know, like let them let go of those traumas as early as possible so that they can live full and happy lives. And that's it. I'm done with that. (laughs) Anyway, um, um, the Pivot Podcast where, I don't know the guy's name. I think it's something Crowder. I don't know any of their names. I'm going to be very honest in saying this. I do know... um, What's his name? Clark. He's on a show. And I know his wife. That's why I know it. Um, but he, the, the Crowder dude was talking about how Russell... Why do I say Russell Simmons? <laughs> What's wrong with me? Russell Will, Russell Wilson would not have bagged Sierra if something, something. Like, he basically called him a simp. I don't know if you've seen it. I'm rambling here. He basically called him a simp and said that, you know, you don't go from a future to a Russell. And I was honestly blown away by that statement. Future is a guy that some girls will date when they're younger because we like bad guys, period. I'm not going to go back on this. I'm not. Most women like bad guys when they're younger. Like he's, he's, he's getting into trouble. Oh, I kind of like him. Like that is normal behavior. But as an adult to marry a future, future is never going to get married. Future is a perpetual he will forever be a playboy he 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 will forever be who he is or for as long as women will tolerate it i guess i don't know but to say that he wouldn't have bagged the sierra is so weird to me because what woman wouldn't want a man who's like stable but i mean first and foremost all glory to God, right? He talks about God. He's always talked about God. Like it was such a weird statement for a grown man to make that I think I think there was a lot of controversy around around it. But like, I think the idea of good dudes being simps is a weird thought. Is that what people think? Honestly, I don't know because I don't pay attention to people or social media. And I don't think I read the comments, but I do need to find the clip to see like what other people are saying. But I know that um, I think two of the guys had said like, listen, after a woman has gone through so much trauma and toxicity and this and that, of course they will. And and that's the truth. Like, sure, we all deal with weirdos in in our lives, in our younger years, and just putting ourselves in bad situations and things like that. Absolutely. But at some point, don't you, don't we all want to find peace? Don't we all want to find happiness? Don't we all want to not have to worry about how many baby mamas are coming out of the woodworks? (laughs) Like it make that make sense, men, men who think women wouldn't want, 
guys, get it together. The women no longer want the futures. The ladies are all saying, what's Sierra's prayer? I talked about this on another episode too, right? Like, what's Sierra? We want good guys. Well, the ladies do. Keep me out of it. I'm good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a hot topic. And then the other part was um, I had another. I had two hot topics, and now I can't remember it because I'm all over the place and I'm texting. Um, uh, to come back to Kanye, Ugh, I hate to do this, but I guess I guess now that not Kanye so much, but Kim. Now that Kim's in this new relationship, I've seen her say recently, like, you know, he makes me happy and this and that. You guys, this is who Kim was always supposed to be with, okay? Kim was building her image. Kim was trying to repair. Kim was doing all these other things, so she chose Kanye. And I hate that for him. I really do. And maybe he chose her too, in a way. But Kim recently came out and said, like, she's so happy and at peace. Like, we look at Pete and we're like, ew, you know, and I get it. But Pete makes her happy. And maybe Pete's the simp, right? Pete's not toxic or whatever. Listen, the reality of saying things like this person was toxic, they were toxic together. Kim was maybe toxic towards Kanye and Kanye towards Kim or whatever the case may be. And Pete was in other relationships and maybe he was toxic. Two toxic people are going to be toxic to each other, sure. But when you finally get around to realizing the things that make you happy in life and the things that you want in life and what no longer fulfills you, and you find somebody who can do that, sure, they might not be exactly who you, who other people thought they would be. And I think everybody's shocked by this whole Pete stuff, but I'm like, this makes perfect sense to me. I don't know. Maybe not a hot topic, but that was just a random thought I was having. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry for this episode with not, without any like real clear uh, conversation, but I was just all over the place. At the end of the day, my daughter's graduating from the illustrious, illustrious Hampton University on Mother's Day weekend, and I am, as a mother, overjoyed of overjoyed about this young woman that I, um, that I've raised, look at me getting a little teary eyed that I've raised. And I'm so proud of her and that's it. I'm done. Get free. I love you.